Laviolette's future in coaching in the NHL and the direction the National Hockey League is going in next on Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LockedOnNHL for $20 off your first purchase. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about that Peter Laviolette ultimately didn't get the result that he was looking for, pretty much for his entire tenure here as a head coach of the Capitals. Does he have a future in coaching in the NHL? We'll talk about that in the show. And then later we will talk about how everyone talks about how this team is needs to get younger and faster We'll hear from some of the players on the Capitals about what playing faster means. And then later in the show, we will talk about what changes Brian McClellan thinks he needs to make on, for this team before the start of next season. But just to get it going here, uh, talking about Peter Laviolette, ultimately, you know, I think that he had grand hopes of taking this team, this aging core, and, you know, making a really solid push for one, you know, one last push maybe with this era for a Stanley Cup. Maybe there'll be more, but at least one more push with the Ovechkin era before I think you're going to start to see a lot of changes happen. But when did Peter Laviolette sense things were going wrong and what kind of relationship uh, did he have with Brian McClellan? There was this piece in The Athletic. They were talking about it, and he was asked if he wants to coach in the NHL again. He says, I do want to coach again, he told The Athletic and NHL.com on that Friday, making his first public comments since, since leaving the Capitals. I definitely still have that want and desire to be successful with a group, but there's only so many jobs. Maybe I'll be fortunate enough to get another crack at it. I don't know. Well, I think that that is pretty safe for Peter Laviolette. He is the winningest coach in U.S. history, U.S.-born coach, and he is the eighth most all-time in wins. So could there potentially be a spot for him? You know, perhaps. I think there is being more and more opportunities as more and more teams are being eliminated from the playoffs. Perhaps the Minnesota Wild, something like that. Um, as the, we're hearing that uh, Dean Evason, former uh, Caps assi assistant coach, that, you know, people are calling for him to get out of Minnesota. So there are opportunities, I am sure, uh, for Peter Laviolette around the league, how those will manifest themselves. Um, and then, you know, Peter Laviolette talks about how he was the one that made himself open to Brian McClellan saying that he wanted to make changes, that he didn't really want to pursue uh, a future with the Capitals. And he could sense it since we were at this point of the season and there was no real solid talk about in an extension. So he thought that he would get a jump at it and say, hey, listen, I understand this isn't working out. Maybe we should part ways. But they still had a great relationship. Mac and I had a great relationship, Laviolette said. For me, nothing changed on my end with regard to having a contract extension or not having a contract extension. My job was to go in and try to help this group get back to the playoffs and then have success 
in the playoffs. How much of this falls on Peter Laviolette? I guess that remains to be seen. Uh, you know, there was the COVID years. There was the myriad of injuries that this team faced. Uh, one thing we know is there will be change on this team because Peter Laviolette and the Capitals and Brian McClellan have parted ways, so change will happen. The perception from the players may be looking back. I think you'd have to ask them if that change uh, is what they see or how they feel about it, but not from my end. And, um, you know, I'm hearing more things about players that have left the team, most notably Garnet Hathaway and Dmitry Orloff. Now that there is no you know, attachment to this uh, Capitals team anymore that they have spoken a little bit more freely about their time in Washington and Peter Laviolette and not necessarily having the best things to say about Lavi, not the worst either, but kind of, you know, um, you know, saying not a whole lot, but what they are saying speaks volumes, if you know what I mean. So, you know, maybe he lost the locker room a little bit. I guess we don't know. But I think that ultimately, you know, if I'm going to generalize Peter Laviolette's coaching career, I think that it has gone over overall pretty well thus far. Um, he was talking about when did he know that it was over in Washington? Was it at the midway point of the season? Was it the myriad of injuries that it faced? No, it wasn't then. It's when he was talking to his wife. My wife and I had some conversations as the season ended as to what we wanted to do and where we wanted to go. He said, for us, the thought was just to go back to Florida. And like I said, there's only so many jobs you don't know. If you get another one, you never do. Um, and, you know, that's him being humble. You know, that's a good approach um, about, you know, not saying, you know, I, I got a lock. You know, you know who I am. He doesn't carry around with a bunch of swagger. He is a humble guy. Um, so I like that about him. And I ultimately do think, of course, that he will have a job somewhere in the NHL and I wish him nothing but the best. You know, um, I know that a lot of people are kind of throwing shade in his direction now that he's not here, but even while he's gone, I just don't think that he fully had the opportunity to succeed. He had a lot of obstacles in his way. And I know a lot of teams have obstacles in their, their way. I'm not trying to make excuses for him. I'm just trying to generalize, paint him with a broad brush, if you will. Um, like he was talking about, his combined record, Laviolette's team in Washington went a combined 115, 78, and 27 in the regular season, but they disappointed in their two trips in the postseason. A fact the veteran bench boss referred to as the biggest regret, writes The Athletic. The Caps bowed out twice in the first round in five games to the Boston Bruins in 2020 and 2021, and in six games to the Panthers in 21-22. Um, so, I mean, you know, if you look at it historically, um, the change from Lavi is not a surprise. The, you know, a lot of people said in the beginning of this season, the fact that uh, Brian McClellan was non-committal about Lavi's future in Washington kind of spoke volumes. And then that he didn't get the result. They didn't even make it to the playoffs this year. Um, even though I like uh, Peter Laviolette, I do think that, you know, ultimately it was probably the right thing to do. Change is what was needed. And uh, that is what the Capitals will get going forward. As far as Peter Laviolette's future in the NHL is concerned, I, I have no doubt in my mind that the sky's the limit for him and he will land on his feet just fine. There is no worried about that. All right. So after the break here, we are going to talk about how we hear this league is getting younger and faster. And what does that mean to the NHL players themselves? The Capitals players, that is. We'll talk about that. Straight ahead.
It's frustrating is about getting tickets when you want them. That is why you need Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped. For the fun that you'll have, that is why you need Game Time, and that is why I'm excited to talk to you about them. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. I use Game Time. I love it. It makes it that much easier for me to get to the concerts and events that I want to get to. That is why you need Game Time. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe to Locked On Capitals as I have some big guests coming on the show this summer. I have John Walton and Mike Vogel, amongst many other ones, and then a lot of great guests that we've had in the past. So make sure and follow or subscribe to Locked On Capitals on your podcatcher of choice and on YouTube. That way you will know when they are available. All right, so in this next segment here, we are going to talk about how everyone says that, you know, everything is changing and that, you know, everything's going faster and it's getting younger. And what does that mean? Uh, It's a fact that wasn't lost on the Capitals 2022-23 season. The first season that saw them miss the playoffs since the 13-14 season, they carried the second oldest roster in the NHL. Games with high shot volume tended to end in the favor of the opponents. Washington was 13-19-6 when allowing over 30 shots in a game in 22-18-4 when it didn't rights NBC Sports Washington. So the second oldest roster in the NHL. What teams are really succeeding right now? Is it the oldest teams or is it the youngest teams or is it a mixture of both? Of course, you know, unless a team is in a complete rebuild, is it usually almost primarily young? Um, The Capitals are not in a rebuild. They're in more of a retool Um, right now. So I think it is going to be a veteran core. See Alex Ovechkin, Tom Wilson, John Carlson sprinkled in with a bit of the future. See Connor McMichael, Hendrix LaPierre, um, you know, Beck Malenstein, perhaps those kind of players. And I think that that is ultimately what would be the best, not to mention what happens at the caps at the draft this year, and not to mention what happens at free agency. It's going to be interesting to see what this team ultimately looks like at the beginning uh, in the fall. I think the game is changing a little bit, said center Nicholas Backstrom said at the end of his season press conference on April 15th. It's a lot faster than before, and it's so important with puck movement, I think, in today's hockey. So that's probably an area we can improve on. So talking about Nick Backstrom, a guy that had a hip resurfacing procedure done You know, again, it's still my belief that he's in the back nine of his career, that, you know, probably his best days in hockey are in the rear view mirror. I hate to say that. I would love for him to prove me wrong. I hope he comes in next season and he he just destroys it. And he's like, this is who I am. And I'm still a great hockey player. I will totally eat my words, but I don't think that is the case. I think that hip resurfacing has some to do with it. I also think that age also has something to do with it as well. 
when talking about it, a veteran roster that will see several players well into their 30s return into the fold next season. The Caps aren't suddenly going to skate faster. Their core is built around players such as Backstrom, who's 35, Alex Ovechkin, who's 37, Oshie, 36, and John Carlson, 33, all holdovers from the 2018 Stanley Cup winning team who are signed to lucrative long-term deals. Monday morning quarterbacking, you know, talking about it. Should they have extended Backstrom and Oshie and Carlson and these players to long-term deals when they know that we wanted to get younger? I think that, you know, this is the first season in quite some time, you know, since 2014, since they really didn't get the result that they were looking for. I think that they were hoping for one last big push with the 2018 Nucleus, you know, that band that hopefully they could all get together and bang out one more hit single. I just don't think it's going to be the case. And that is why I've talked about, and if you're an everydayer, you know that I talked about that Alex Ovechkin, Tom Wilson, and John Carlson are my only untouchables. I'd be willing to listen to offers on anyone else. I don't think they should give them away, but I'd like to hear what the return for a Backstrom would be, an Oshi would be. Um, And I understand that to a certain extent, they're already diminished goods um, and that kind of thing. So that is not optimal. Of course, maybe they should have traded them before their next contract. It would have seemed even crazier back then because they were still skating in top form. But now we're dealing with a Backstrom and an Oshie that are injured more and that aren't quite as fast and good as they used to be. So you're already going to get a limited return, not to mention sticky no-move clauses, you know, salary, uh, retaining salary and all that kind of thing. It is a tough position for the Caps to be in. It is going to be interesting to see how they fare next season. You know, are they going to have to hold on to all these players that didn't get the result? And if they do, in fact, hold on to a lion's share of the players they had last season, then how can we expect that they will do any better next season? Is a new coach going to be the magic bullet? Perhaps. You know, you could take a look at what Barry Trotz did to this team. He got them over that hump and they won a Stanley Cup for the first time in franchise history. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying it's improbable that the head coach is going to be able to do that. I think they are going to have to make some bigger changes than that. And uh, how those manifest, I guess it remains to be seen. That is why they pay Mac the big bucks. And uh, it'll be an interesting thing going forward here. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about Mac and what he has planned for this team. I think he knows that this team is trending in the wrong direction. What does he think that needs to get fixed? We'll talk about that coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by a product I use literally every day, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Maybe you're like me, you want to eat healthy and eat well, but it's always easier said than done. That's no longer the case with AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1 in a glass of water each day, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. So now is the right time to take control over your health. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily daily nutritional insurance. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health 
and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Things don't always go the way you think they're going to go, do they? Uh, most notably, let's take a look at the Boston Bruins. Everyone had them pegged for winning the Stanley Cup. Everyone. You know, record wins, record everything. This was a Cinderella story in the making and they lost in the first round to the Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers, who kind of eked their way into the playoffs, took down the Boston Bruins. Who saw that coming? The President's Trophy curse continues. The best laid plans go to waste, as they say. And uh, to think that the Bruins were going to be able to do anything else other than lose was ludicrous if history is any lesson. The same thing goes for the Capitals. Things don't always go the way you think that you're going to go. You signed Darcy Kemper, reigning at the time, Stanley Cup winning netminder Darcy Kemper as your number one. And then you pick up an up-and-comer, Charlie Lindgren, a great number one and two tandem to solidify the netminding position. After all, you had Sam Sonoff and Vanacek who struggled, but both are in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now. So on paper, it seemed like the Capitals in the beginning of the season were headed in the right direction. They then picked up Connor Brown and Dylan Strome, midseason acquisitions of Sonny Milano and Nicholas Abe-Cubel. This team seemed like it was stacked, and then they were eliminated in the first round. So sometimes things don't go always the way you think they're going to go. Brian McClellan here. I think people get caught up in skating speed, where if you look at the exact skating speeds, there's a lot of our players that were within the range that is pretty consistent throughout the league, GM McClellan said. It's the way you play, the way you move the puck. When you're available, where you work away from the puck, that's how you play fast. I agree. Uh, I bit a disagree. Um, I think that, you know, if you put some of the young elite players up against some of the veteran core of the Capitals, I think you would see a bit of a disparity there. Uh, talking about Brian McClellan here, talking about what he wants to do this offseason, we'll look at some things for sure. Sometimes making change just to make change is not right, but we're looking to look for opportunities. Opportunities present themselves in free agency and the trade market as we go towards the draft. So we would be, are more open-minded to opportunities that present themselves this year than we would be uh, in previous years. I'll put it that way. So, you know, taking a look at it, of course, it's more difficult to move pieces when you see success. So I think that this is putting Brian McClellan in an optimal position. He has that draft capital that he can use at the draft, or he can use it to pick up other players in free agency. Um, I do really look forward to what Brian McClellan has in, in mind on how he wants to make this team better. Um, Wilson talking about, uh, you know, the speed of everything. It's the theme around the league. He said of playing faster. Everyone says it. I think this year we were kind of chasing it all year. We were behind the eight ball when it came to a lot of things health wise, right? When we were kind of get, trying to get it going, things would change. Someone would get hurt. It sounds like an excuse, but it's re the reality of our situation. There was a lot going on, and there wasn't a lot of predictability, which makes it almost kind of tougher going into this offseason. You didn't really have your team together playing for much of a sample size. And what am I hearing on breakdown day? Everyone was saying, and maybe a bit of a knock on Laviolette, is we could never get chemistry going. He was constantly changing up the lines and the deep pairings. To that, I would also say in a rebuttal, he was doing it because he wasn't getting the results that he was looking for. 
So, I mean, you're hearing Wilson talking about getting faster, but he also mentioned health and how there was a lack of chemistry, and I hear all of that. And those guys would know better than I do. They play hockey at the end of the day. I only played like 10 games with John Carlson this year or whatever it was, so it's tough the way I think, but everyone around the league is trying to put a blueprint or whatever together as to what's the best way to play, and obviously fast, and a skill is important. It's skating, as always nowadays, so that's obviously a focus for everyone getting faster. You know, they have potential talent down in Hershey. A lot of uh, fast skaters look at Frank down there, for example. I think that he has a bright future uh, with the Capitals as well. So it is an interesting position for the Capitals going forward as to how to get younger and how to get faster and how to make this team competitive. I do think that Brian McClellan has a busy summer ahead, some tough decisions to make that I don't envy that he has to make. How are you going to want to be the one to tell Ovi that, you know, your right-hand man Baxter might be on the move if that happens or TJ Oshie to try to explain that to the fan base, a beloved player on the team. Um, and then also, you know, did you do the right thing at the draft? And then also having certain things haunt you like the Anthony Mantha thing, you know, to a certain extent, I think a GM also gets caught up in their head. Am I making the right decision? You know, I don't knock a lot of Brian McClellan's decisions. Most notably, the Mantha thing is the only thing I really knock him on for. I think as his tenure as GM, he's done a pretty good job, all things considered. Um, so um, I do have faith that he will do the right thing. Uh, I really hope he does the right thing, and I hope the Caps are are lucky in a certain way at the draft, and I hope they make wise decisions. I know that Ross Mahoney and company always make great decisions. So I do think the future for this Capitals team is bright. Uh, is that going to manifest next season, or is it going to take a couple seasons? I guess that remains to be seen with this summer's activities. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. When you are using your podcatcher of choice, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, hit that follow or subscribe button. Then when you're done there, head on over to YouTube and subscribe as well so we can get those subscribers up. And if you want to be in the know when it comes to the NHL, what's going on in the playoffs, you need to know. You don't need to look any further than the Locked On NHL podcast. It is also available on YouTube, and it's available on your podcatcher of choice. So if you want to see the comings and goings and the highlights and lowlights of the playoffs, head on over to Locked On NHL. All right, my name is Dan Holmey of Locked On Capitals, where it is your team every day, and I'll talk to you again next time.